Hey, everybody. Today is the week of February 10th, 2020, and thank you for listening to To The Point, a podcast about the weekly ins and outs of The Point Church. This week, Pastor Tim and the church staff get together to discuss missions and partnerships that our church has. And today, we have Brian Smith with us. Brian is leading a team from The Point Church to Guatemala. This is episode 19 of To The Point. Hello, everybody. I want to welcome you into the Point Podcast today. I'm Tim Coleman, Senior Pastor of the Point Church in Southwest Pensacola, lovely Perdido Key. Joined today by Dr. Joe McClellan. Good morning. Joe's the Executive Worship Pastor here at the Point, along with John Vickers. Hey, everybody. Hope you're having a great day. John's next gen pastor at uh, the Point Church. Coming up on what, two years? Two years. John, you, uh, Joe, you just finished 12. Yeah. And John just finished two. And we're joined today by a special guest, one of our leaders here in our church, our deacon small group leader, and also helps with the missions ministry, Brian Smith. Good morning, everybody. You got to insert some applause there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we had a great day yesterday at the point, both in Perdido Key and in Alberta. We continued through our study in the Revelation about the seven churches, and yesterday we studied the church at Philadelphia. Uh, We entitled the message of vision for the future. As Jesus said to the church, I'm putting right in front of you an open door, an opportunity that very likely is a ministry mission opportunity to reach more people with the gospel. So today we want to talk a little bit about that, about evangelism and missions and some of the open doors that are right in front of us. Guys, we are a part of the Southern Baptist Convention, the cooperative program, and our giving to both the North American Mission Board and the International Mission Board, sending church planners and missionaries around the 50 states as well as outside of our country to the ends of the earth. We participate in the Annie Armstrong Easter offering, which will be coming up here in just a few weeks, as well as the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. And just to differentiate those two, Uh, Easter is always about North American missions, and then December is always about international missions. Uh, We have partnerships outside of our giving to the cooperative program, uh, direct partnerships in our church, and we're excited about a new one that is coming up here in just a few weeks, March the 14th through the 21st. Uh, We have a team of about 13 people who are going to Guatemala uh, to spend the week there doing ministry. Brian, appreciate you and your wife, Emily, uh, heading this up and leading this team. You have a heart for missions. Uh, Tell us just a little bit about the trip and what you guys will be doing down there. Yeah, thanks, Pastor Tim. Uh, We have had a desire for quite a while to get our church more involved in international missions, focusing more on things outside of the church walls. And we came across uh, a local business leader uh, that has been using his business basically to fund his mission work. And he has set up shop in Guatemala, and he has been going and doing trips down there for a number of years. And the reason why we were drawn together is we had the same purpose in mind. A lot of times churches end up doing what we call religious tourism, Where can we go that's glamorous? Where can we go that everybody else is going and do what everybody else is doing? We really wanted to take a different approach. We wanted to go somewhere that other people weren't necessarily drawn to. 
uh, and we wanted to make a lasting impact beyond just doing uh, coming in and handing out candy and doing crafts. So when we found this local business and we talked, we found that we were of the same mind and the same mission. So we're going to be going to an area in the Western Highlands of Guatemala, uh, and we're going to be ministering to a local village, and they have a huge problem with malnutrition. So 67% of the children under five have chronic malnutrition that is irreversible. Wow. So that's a problem that we can fix. And when we go, we're going to be building three greenhouses for this village. Uh, these green these greenhouses will be able to produce food in about six months, at which point they'll then take some of that food and start moving it to other villages. So it's a self-sustaining type of project that makes a local impact and a lasting impact in a village rather than, than just kind of a flash in the pan. So surrounding this, uh, building the greenhouses to help them create sustainable food uh, that's nutritious and good for them uh, to, to stop the malnutrition problem, uh, we'll also be doing evangelism. Uh, it's a heavy Mayan culture. So uh, they believe in gods. Uh, that's going to be a challenge for us as we deal with that. And then also we'll be working with another local artisan group that makes jewelry, other artifacts for sale to give them some insight on how to make sustainable income for their families. Now, do you have any idea what is the population area of, say, for example, a village that you're going to build these for? Do you have any idea how many people are involved in, in a greenhouse? So we're talking um, smaller villages, typically between 500 and 1,000 people. Okay. And you're you're flying into Guatemala City, right? City, 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 right? <laughs> Correct. Which is a major populated city. It is. And, I, I have been to Guatemala City before. They have nice roads. It's it's a fairly advanced city. Mm -hmm. You'll find pockets of extreme poverty, but overall, uh, a fairly advanced city for Central America. You know, Brian, I was in one of those first meetings that you guys had and and planning for your trip. And one of the things that I really appreciated was that the organization that we're partnering with is really doing this trip right. Just like you're saying, they're going in, they're forming meaningful partnerships. There'll be some follow-up trips with this. You're going through, you're meeting with actual village leaders who are able to say, this is what we need rather than, you know, this is what we think that they need. And it's really refreshing to be able to see you guys uh, go down and form a partnership and be able to serve that community uh, the the church that I grew up in was very involved missionally uh, in in Guatemala. I've been down there several times, and I'm really really excited to see a group from our church going down to be on the ground dealing with the Guatemala people because they're a beautiful people. They've got a very rich culture, and they need the they need the good news of Jesus Christ. Absolutely, John, and that and that's one of the things that we were focused on in trying to find a partner is we wanted this to be a long term partnership. Mm -hmm. And you know, I've been on mission trips in the past uh, with uh, other churches where I lived previously, and we realized that we were doing more damage than good by mm -hmm. going in, and we were evangelizing, we were doing good things, mm -hmm. but there was no mechanism for follow up. We weren't mm -hmm. connecting those people with the local church. So we actually changed our entire strategy of how to work with these people groups in that if we're going in, we're going to partner with a local church or a local business mm. that has a means to come up behind us and disciple 
new believers and to follow up on these people that we talk to. Mm. If if we don't do that, we're only doing part of the job. Yeah. I love the heart of this mission trip because I've been on some before. And like you said, quite honestly, I wonder the lasting fruit. I mean, with this concept, uh, you're able to make an impact long-term, uh, a long-term effect after you leave uh, based off of the work that you do for seven days. I remember one time I was sitting in an airport in Manaus, Brazil, and a mission team came up and sat down across from us, and they all had on the same color T-shirt and so forth. And I struck up a conversation with a pastor, the leader of the group, and told him we were there on a mission trip as well. And after a minute, he looked over at me and he said, uh, well, how many did you get? And I said, hey, excuse me? I, mm. He said, how many did y'all get? And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, we got 2,754 saved. And I looked at, back at him and as kindly and calmly as I could. I said, you know, only eternity knows how many people were saved. We didn't count heads. And I say that not just to be negative, but I think sometimes mission teams maybe go and their goal is one, two, three, repeat after me. Mm-hmm. Let's see how many we can get to pray the prayer and count, you know, mm-hmm. count our numbers. Um, maybe there's nothing wrong with doing a little sightseeing when you go on a mission trip like that, you know, taking a little bit of time mm-hmm. to go look at a site or two. But but unfortunately, I think what you said while ago was true. Some of our church mission trips through the years, you have to really look at how much money did we spend to go what did we do when we got there? I mean, okay, so you led 2,754 to Jesus. Well, who's discipling them? What church right. are they plugged into? Mm-hmm. You know, how, what's the long-term ministry look like? And I really like this, uh, this concept of uh, building these greenhouses and making a long-term impact on a community, both spiritually and physically. Absolutely. And, and if you look around, it's not happening a lot. So we're going to go down... And I've already told our team, be prepared. There's probably going to be, there may be a dozen other teams on our flight to Guatemala City. And they'll be in their matching t-shirts like you talked mm-hmm. about. Um, and that's fine. You know, they're, they're doing their work. But we felt strongly that having been part of a numbers-driven mission trip in the past, it's not something that I wanted to be a part of at point. And that's one of the reasons why we kind of struggled through the years in forming a trip. We didn't want to just do a trip to do a trip. We wanted it to be done uh, right. We didn't want to do damage uh, to the locals. And, uh, you know, we've learned from our experiences, uh, both uh, in Central America and some of the mission work that we've done in Africa. Uh, We look back now on some of the things that we did and we're like, wow, that didn't help at all. That actually hurt. So that, that experience has kind of brought us back full circle to making sure we really think about what we're doing, how we're doing it, and then partnering with local communities. So just real quick, how many hours will you be traveling from the main city that you fly into out to in the mountains yes. where you're going to work? Yeah, and, and the city that we're going to is called Momo Stenango, if you want to look that up. I can't spell it. I can only <laughs> say it barely. Uh, but it's going to be about a six-hour drive. Uh, it is mountainous terrain. Uh, it... Uh, Having driven in a van in Central America before, it can be quite unsettling, <laughs> to say the least. So uh, in we, Alabama, we call that nerve wracking. <laughs> I call yeah. it home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're lower Alabama, uh, yeah. but uh, it's it's a mountainous terrain. There are narrow roads. Uh, we've already prepared our people to take their bone on before they get in the van. Uh, but about a six hour drive. 
So we also have partnerships in Liberia, Africa. I noticed yesterday some folks bringing sewing machines in. Right. And we need to be sure and get those. A big shipment is going over uh, with supplies. The goal there, again, something I love, is that ladies can be trained how to use these sewing machines in order to take care of the children there, as well as to create some things that might produce some income Absolutely, uh, to help people survive and buy the rice and the things that they need. Uh, we have a partnership in the Philippines. Uh, we're thankful for Pastor Orlando, our sister church there, uh, who's uh, doing well, baptizing folks, and they're really trying to work on their discipleship processes as well. Uh, we have a partnership with Pastor Earl Hammonds down in the Dominican Republic. Uh, we have a missionary out of our church. Uh, when he left us, he was a single guy, and uh, he got to the mission field and met a great, sweet Christian young lady, Anna. Mike and Anna Cole uh, now married and have a child, and they're in Togo, Africa, uh, ministering there in a hospital in an area where there's a lot of AIDS and other issues that they're dealing with. And so we're thankful for that partnership, uh, as well as in the States. Uh, we have partnerships with our sister church, uh, Christ Church and in, in, uh, Christ Family Church in Miami. And so we want to just continue to keep in front of our people uh, we've got to get outside the walls and reach people with the gospel because that's what the Word commands us to do. Uh, this Sunday, guys, we've got a, a gentleman coming to be with us, Julian Vapian. He is a church planter. He's not with North American Mission Board or IMB. Uh, he has an uh, independent agency that he's involved in, and he's planting churches in Central Asia in all of the countries that end in Stan, uh, Kyrgyzstan, or I, I can't even enunciate them. But a great church planning movement there in a very dark, non-gospel area of the world. And uh, just wanted him to come and share his heart and talk a little bit about what uh, God is doing over there. As we go into this week, uh, we are uh, thinking about the mission team, continue to pray for them. Thanks to everyone uh, who stayed around for lunch yesterday and uh, did the Mission Point lunch. It just helped them uh, with uh, their funds and raising that. And over the next few weeks... Uh, we'll be talking more about that. There's some uh, supply needs and other things that we as a church want to rally around them. Guys, next week I'm going to be making my fourth trip to Israel. We've got 27 people that are going on that trip, and so we're excited about that journey, uh, leaving next uh, Friday. Uh, this week, uh, talking about what we have going on, Wednesday night is our midpoint uh, with dinner at 5.15, then at 6 o'clock we have a variety of classes going on. And Friday night, God be with us. We're going to be watching a whole bunch of kids for Valentine's night so parents can go out, have a date night, just a way that our staff can serve because we value marriages. This is one way that we can help contribute to that. So if you are listening to this, it's not quite Friday yet. Uh, you are clearly a part of our audience. So bring the kids up here, drop them off at around 5 o'clock. We'll be up here till 9.30. We'll be happy to to watch your kids for you as you go out and have a date night. Until 9.30. Until 9.30. Be <laughs> yeah, back at 9.30. Guys, I think y'all are going to do a great job with that. If you need me, text me or call me. Um, who's making the coffee? That's what I want to know. We're going to need a lot of coffee Friday night. I'll be happy to make the coffee if everybody else does everything else. <laughs> well, I'm just warning you, my kids are coming. Wow. My kids are coming, so be we'll prepared. Have a, we'll have a great time. Betty and Ruthie and Abby and Caleb. You going to bring Hannah, too? We'll watch her, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, H Hannah's a little old for that these days. Yeah, but she can, is coming if, home this If you weekend. can drive yourself there, we're not watching you. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So, hey, this is a great week for Valentine's. Uh, we're reminded of the people in our life 
that uh, we love, our families and importantly the Lord. Uh, so we hope this is a great week for you. Next Sunday, we're going to wrap up the series in Revelation. We're going to look at the church at Laodicea, the church that Jesus said, you're neither cold nor hot, you're lukewarm. And uh, we'll unpack that and, and look forward to, to being together and seeing how God speaks to us through that. If we can help you along the way, pray for you about anything, we would uh, certainly love to do that. I want to ask you to pray. One of our sweet ladies uh, went home to be with Jesus on Saturday, Miss Alice Oberly. Lived to be 97 years old. Wow. And uh, she went to heaven. So pray for her family uh, this week. We'll have a memorial service here at our church on Saturday to honor her life. And uh, we know that Jesus is coming soon. We read that in the Bible this past Sunday. And we look forward to seeing her and, and seeing our Savior face to face real mm -hmm. soon. So I hope you have a great week. If we can help you along the way, please let us know. God bless you. Thanks for listening to another week of To The Point. If you want to know more information about our church, you can visit our website, tothepoint.church. And remember to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. While you're there, leave us a rating and review. It helps us get the word out. And if you want to hear sermons from us, you can just search for The Point Church Sermons wherever it is that you get your podcast. If you have a question that you'd like us to answer, you can send an email to hello at tothepoint.church.